Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Mia. How's it going? As we head into the last week of February, lots of economic data indicators that are positive and negative news are on our minds. And one stat in particular that's been a popular one lately has been around the resurgence of foreign investors. If there's one good example of foreign investors scooping up properties to ultimately convert their assets into local currency and divest it slowly away from physical, divest it away from their home base into physical, tangible properties abroad um, that ultimately cannot get confiscated by a foreign authoritarian regime of some sorts, there's no better place than to invest in American real estate, especially on the coasts. Fun fact, did you know that compared to the rest of the world, American real estate is pretty darn cheap. Canadians and Asians flock to the West Coast, while Europeans tend to look for properties on the East Coast. And here in the Big Apple, there are more properties in the ultra-high net worth luxury market, which is considered $5 million typically or above in its listing price. I'm noticing are becoming more vacant, which usually signals that A, they aren't primary residences, so foreign investors usually tend to park their money there and try to slowly divest away from their home country and allocate up to the max amount of money per year that they can invest away from their home country or B, it's a full-time business or also known as a rental property or owned by a shell company in its entirety. So to just park that cash there as well. So that may be the reasons why so many properties at that level are vacant, at least here in the city. It's fascinating to see how much real estate demand has been driven by border and lockdown reopenings that have been going on sometimes for years across the globe at this point, mainly in China, while the supply chain side of things may have a slow start and investors from the U.S. aren't flocking to buy uh, shares of companies in Asia um, as much, uh, but foreigners from overseas are definitely coming to boost the economy here, especially in, in real estate at least, and in, in the broader ec- uh, public equity markets. And just as a refresh to remind you all, if you didn't know already, real estate is one of my favorite asset classes as it consistently beats out the stock market over time. And all in all, as a real estate owner and investor, I recommend owning some sort of real estate due to, I mean, the tax advantages um, where you can charge expenses towards the business to pay ultimately less in taxes and get a kickback in them. There's also inherently less risk, I find, since the value won't tank overnight, unlike equities, which just in the long run can provide more return and stability as a physical, tangible asset, and hence become less volatile. You can also use leverage, and as, you know, just to sum it all up, real estate is a physical, tangible asset that retains its value and has the sort of utility 
factor in it. It's It offers a pretty consistent return if you hold on to it for long enough. There's this rule, if you don't plan to stay in the property or hold on to it for more than five years, then it's recommended to rent. And I think that's, that's very true, um, especially in this environment and the costs associated with moving all the time. And last but not least, you know, you can turn it into a legitimate business, a rental property. Um, just something to point out actually on that note is that rental income or just managing a rental in general is rarely, if not ever, passive since there's always someone living in it that obviously has needs, but it does provide a unique level of security once you're able to secure reliable renters and consider it a business and eventually treat it like one with those tax advantages as I, as I was mentioning. May not be a nine to five, but sure, it's it's one that uh, local and foreign investors are flocking to for a reason that um, may want to start their own kind of business scooping up properties in the States. So just back to foreign investment in American real estate. What I find ironic these days is that even if you offer a great price on a home in a relatively expensive city, you'll most likely be outbid still by an anonymous like shell company or foreign investor who may not disclose who they are, who would rather just pay in full in cash for the property. And the reason buyers who pay cash get to close on the deal and snag the property first is obviously because cash is more appealing. It's more liquid as it's immediately cashed into your account. And foreign or institutional investment funds don't traditionally take out mortgages as much as families do anyways and tend to put way more than 20% down the recommended deposit on a home. And these foreign investors simply buy it all in cash to speed up and close the deal. That's very common. And I mean, foreign investment is a major source of liquidity in the U.S. and property sales to foreign buyers. I read the other day, uh, total like close to $78 billion in U.S. dollars in 2019. And in recent years, the largest share of foreign residential buyers originated from China and Canada, roughly at um, 12 billion, followed by Mexico. And the total value of U.S. office real estate purchased by European investors uh, ranged around 2 billion. So that just shows the sheer size of demand for American real estate. And these foreign companies, I mean, are mostly com uh, comprised of shell companies or institutional um, investors. But over the years, when it comes to shell companies, they've been used by real estate moguls to just amass this property and hide the true source of their money sometimes from the public, uh, which just avoids paying any income tax. Um, today, countless C-suite companies um, from Amazon to Microsoft, um, also kind of hide their funds in tax havens and shelters and random islands in the Bahamas uh, and other places across the globe, so they pay no corporate tax. Um, but we can't forget the benefits of foreign involvement in the U.S. real estate market, which very similarly aligns with why you would consider buying real estate to boost your own net worth figure in the first place. Um, such as with foreign involvement, um, it helps 
the transfer of tech and business to just fuel further economic growth in the U.S. It boosts uh, CPI, consumer price index, which is the change in price of goods and services bought and, and sold in the U.S. and also increases employment and wages through this foreign direct investment into real estate. Also, that just brings about more capital inflow and opportunities for Americans uh, to rent, to be renters. And I would also say it lowers the price sometimes and improves the quality um, of living. Um, not always, because foreign ownership also um, can lead to price increases and maybe a possible real estate bubble. And on top of that, when you consider the buyers um, from abroad, these are multinational corporations and they may use their power to influence real estate government policies and may have a negative effect on economic development. Uh, the, also, local communities may not be as, as preserved or as um, growing as, as highly as maybe they were. Um, but in the U.S., I mean, there's no law reducing foreign ownership right now um, because it's a great investment. Um, but all in all, I mean, the U.S. is a very big buyer's market and clearly demand isn't slowing down anytime soon. And this is definitely a bullish indicator. And after all, compared to the rest of the world, the U.S. real estate market is cheap, believe it or not, especially considering just the income and wage opportunities. So if you're feeling a little bit let down by all the competition in your neighborhood, if you're a first-time potential home buyer or um, in, your, in your new future neighborhood uh, that may be fueled by work from home or um, just realize that real estate is a lengthy, arduous process that requires quite a bit of patience and a lot of comps. It takes due diligence, just like within any portfolio. So make sure to stay patient, understand what buyers are looking out for and what what you're looking to buy um, and, and offering to set yourself apart. So as always, we would appreciate if you would like, subscribe, do anything to give us a thumbs up uh, when you can. We always enjoy hearing from our listeners. Thanks to those who've reached out. We've been able to curate our content um, in the best way possible. And your feedback really helps us grow. So thanks so much and see you all next time. Mm -hmm.